Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. You're listening to Minimalish, a podcast where we talk about simplifying our stuff, our lives, our motherhood, all in a realistic way so that we can make room for what matters. We're not here for perfectly tidy homes or seeing how much we can possibly declutter. We're here for living with less, realistically. It's going to look different for all of us, but we're not really focused on how our version of minimalism looks anyways. We're focused on how it feels. I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and it is that goal setting time of year. It's hard to believe that it is here already. And I took a long time to kind of write up today's episode because I think I'm just in denial that the end of the year is here and that it is time to reflect and look forward. And some of us might scoff at New Year's resolutions or the time of year when everyone is reflecting and setting goals because everyone's doing it. And New Year's resolutions, they do have a very poor completion rate. There was a 2007 study that says an average of only 12% of people actually keep and accomplish their New Year's resolutions. But here's the thing. I'm going to argue that goal setting, resolutions, whatever you want to call them, can be beneficial and healthy. But the trick is setting a goal that matters enough has a deep enough seated reason that you want to go after it, that you're willing to do what it takes to actually work towards it. I'd also argue that the goal doesn't have to be fully accomplished and fully seen through to be successful. A goal that was worked towards and maybe pivoted for a good reason, that sounds like a success to me. And progress is always success. So 
I think if we shift our mindset a little bit around goals and this time of year, setting those goals, it doesn't have to be cliche. It can just be kind of a natural part of reflecting and looking ahead that we might do regularly. We might do it daily. We might do it monthly. Setting goals that matter to us, I think it's a huge part of an intentional life. Setting up our year intentionally is important. It doesn't mean we have full control over how the year will go, but it's just a step in intentionally sitting back, looking at the year, looking at what we might want for our year. If now is not the greatest time for you to be thinking through all of this, come back to this when you're ready. Come back to this later next month. Come back to this in February or whatever. Anytime you feel like you want to reflect and set goals is a good time to reflect and set goals. We can always set a new goal and have a fresh start and decide to work towards something that matters to us. You know, mid-December is a great time to do that, obviously, because we feel like we have this kind of fresh start with the new year, but we always can have a fresh start anytime we'd like to. In fact, I started this podcast in September of 2018, and when I went to set goals for 2019, I decided that I wasn't going to really pursue the podcast. Obviously, a couple of months later into 2019, I changed my mind, (laughs) so things change. We can work towards something new at any time, but there's no better time than right now. So let's just do that. If you feel ready to kind of set some goals and really just to reflect on your year, that's even valuable on its own if you're not ready to set goals. Let's go ahead and set some intentional, meaningful goals that we will likely actually work towards for as long as we decide that they still matter to us. Before we start, I did a reflection similar to this. I think back in 2019, So I will link that episode. I was going to just repost that one, but I decided I wanted to kind of update it. And this isn't as in-depth on the reflection as that one was. Just wanted to throw that out there. All right, let's dive in. First, we're going to start by acknowledging our current year, which is in real time. It is 2022. So what have you accomplished this year? I want you to really think about that because this year might not have looked how you expected it to. You might not be where you hoped you would have been by now. Things might not have went as planned, and most likely in some way, they didn't. Many of us are way too hard on ourselves when it comes to this, when it comes to the fact that things might not have gone as planned. Some of it might have been out of our control, but even if it was in our control, there's really no value in shaming ourselves or in staying caught up in what went wrong in the past. Easier said than done, I know. When we are too hard on ourselves, and when we try to set new goals from a shameful place, this just doesn't work so well. We don't really shame ourselves into accomplishments very often. Has that worked well for you in the past? Because it hasn't for me. I learned this via fitness. I could never get myself to be consistent with moving my body. It was always something I wanted, but never something I could figure out. I would always come at it from a place of shame, a place of being unhappy with my body, a place of trying to shame myself to become smaller and shaming myself for not being consistent enough. Until I had a mindset shift and realized that if I came at it from a place of love for my body and wanting to feel better and wanting to do something that empowers me, 
and allowing myself to move in the way that my body enjoys moving, it totally changed. I was finally able to accomplish this goal of getting consistent with moving my body. So whatever your goal is, this doesn't just apply to fitness goals, whatever your goal is, we should start, I think, by surrendering the guilt or shame for anything that we didn't accomplish this past year. Because if we hold on to those mindsets that say, we didn't do it before, how are we going to do it this time? Even if it's a different goal, we hold on to that guilt and shame. And then it's really hard to overcome that. It's really hard to actually accomplish anything because we're telling ourselves this story that we couldn't do it in the past. So how can we change? How can we do it now? We are all capable of change. We are all capable of doing things differently this year than we did last year. And there are probably reasons that you may not have accomplished the goal that you set out to accomplish. And you are fully capable of doing things differently this time. If the goal matters enough to you, if you can build some habits around it, anyone can change. Anyone can do things differently. And I say this because I know it from experience. I struggle with habit building and I struggle with doing the things I set out to do and doing the things I promised myself. That is something I struggled with all of my life. So goal setting has always been kind of eh to me because I have failed at a lot of goals in the past. But I had to just change my mindset and realize that, you know, maybe things just need to look differently for me than they would for the typical like type A super motivated person. And so I found ways to pursue goals in a way that made sense for me. And more than anything, I had to let go of the shame that came with the goals that I hadn't accomplished in the past. So I feel like I talked about that for a little bit too long, but it is just near and dear to my heart. And if you are struggling with that, I wanted to speak to that. So let's release that shame because we won't get anywhere with that shame weighing us down. And let's decide to be grateful for what we did accomplish. So list it out. What went well this year? What did you accomplish? Take some time to really think about it and write it down. This is a daily shift that has really helped me when I don't get like all of the things done on my to-do list. If I just think about, okay, well, what did I accomplish? I feel so much better. And I feel like I am a capable person instead of beating myself up for the things that I didn't accomplish. So now we can shift our mindset to seeing what we did accomplish, what we can be proud of ourselves for. And hopefully now that we are coming in with a kind mindset, and feeling pretty proud of ourselves for some things that we've accomplished or some things that we've overcome this year, let's move forward. Let's list out any goal that you could ever dream of completing this next year or at least moving towards in this next year. Like what are all the things that you would want to do if you had infinite time and resources to do so? What would that look like? kind of like a bucket list of goals for this next year. Once you take some time to write those down, obviously these are not all going to become our goals. We are going to kind of narrow down and limit ourselves to one to three goals today with this reflection. You can do whatever you want and set however many goals you want, but I am just going to suggest having one to three goals come out of this episode. So here is how we're going to choose which of those things that you just wrote down that are going to become those one to three goals. 
I wanna take a quick break to tell you that I am making a new version of a journal that I published back in 2019. It's called Simple Morning Lists. You may have heard me talk about it before, but I have created an updated version that now has monthly lists for three months. It's a four page spread to help you reflect and set up your month intentionally. And then 90 days of daily reflection. So it's a daily journal that just involves five lists that we make every day that help us set up our days intentionally and just take some time to reflect on things we need to let go of, things we're grateful for, and how we can make the most of the day ahead. If you wanna see the current version that is available, you can go to simplemorninglist.com. The new version should be available any day now. So if you are listening to this a few days down the road and you go to simplemorninglist.com, you may be seeing the updated version. So I just wanted to put it out there that it is like days away from being available and wanted to put that on your radar because this episode is all about goal setting and setting up our year intentionally and simple morning lists just will help you do that in a more daily way. It is a practice that has really been a game changer for me. So you can go to simplemorninglist.com to learn more. All right, let's get back to today's episode. So I have three questions for us to start with to kind of decide which of these goals are actually like lasting goals that are going to be important to us in the long run. The first question is, what matters most to you now? The second question is, what will still matter most to you in three years? in five years, in 10 years. Okay, so maybe just pick a time frame or pick a couple of time frames to think through. And the third question is to take it even a little bit further and think of what will still matter to you at the end of your life. Now, this isn't to say that every single goal you set is going to also be something that absolutely still matters to you when you're 80, but this is just to kind of set and outline your priorities so that you can think about like, what goals are actually going to matter to me or how am I going to write a why with my goal that is going to make it something that is lasting because I realize that this goal is deep and it does matter to me. It does matter to something that is valuable to me, if that makes sense. We'll clarify that in a second. So based on these three different time frames, what matters to you now, what matters most, and that's more that can be more than one thing. Like we're not just saying like, oh, my family matters to me most. So now every goal has to be related to my family. No, just this is kind of like a list of your values right now. And then the list of your values as the years progress that are still going to matter. And obviously we are looking forward and taking guesses, but we can kind of know ourselves and know what actually matters to us, what are our values in a lasting way. In light of these questions, we're now going to ask ourselves, which of the things that you put on that first list of all the goals you'd like to accomplish in an ideal world, which of these things align with our lasting priorities or lasting values? Those things that matter to you now and will still matter to you in the future. Now, this doesn't have to directly line up. Maybe at the end of your life, one of the things that still matters to you is a close relationship with your kids. So having healthy habits around moving your body, I'm just kind of going with this one, with this example, because it is such a common example of a New Year's resolution. And I do think it's important for us to have healthy habits around moving our bodies, right? 
not in the way that we typically see marketed to us, but just in the way of like overall health. So we're going to go with this example since it is one that is so often set and so often failed. Healthy habits might not seem to directly align with that, like moving our body more. Might not feel like this directly aligns with having a close relationship with our kids 80 years down the road, or when we're 80, I should say. But doing what is in your control to live a life where you can keep up with your kids now and in the future, and then maybe like with your grandkids down the road, and then be there for them for as long as is possibly in your control, that might align with this idea that your kids and your relationship with your kids is still going to be important to you when you are much older than you are right now. So that's just one example. But these answers that you gave to those three questions about what matters now, what matters then, this will also help you write that deep why for the goals that may have been surface goals at one point. And we're going to continue to talk about that here in the next step. So take some time to look over that goals list Choose one or two or three that align with what matters to you now, what matters to you in the future, and something you truly want to accomplish or move towards this next year. One last thing as we are kind of choosing these goals and before we choose the goals and write the whys for the goals, the one last thing I want you to think about is realistically, what does your season look like at this point? Things can change in a year, of course, but right now, let's get realistic with those goals that you're choosing, and your current season. We often have this ideal version of ourselves that goes along with that ideal list of goals that we wrote that is outside of our circumstances and outside of our season and is able to do these big lofty things that maybe don't really align with what our current season has for us. And I don't mean we should limit ourselves. I just mean we should be realistic with ourselves. Like for me, I had to get realistic with myself recently to figure out what could consistent movement look like in this season, since we're going along with the same example here. I, before I was pregnant with my second child, I would work out four days a week, which is pretty moderate, but I would work out for a longer session of lifting. And I would lift pretty heavy weights. And I would do this very consistently four times a week. I've been trying to do that again, but it's just not my season right now to do that. So I limited my workouts to 45 minutes, three to four times a week. And it's something that I can actually accomplish. So it doesn't feel overwhelming. And it doesn't feel like something, this lofty goal that I'm trying to aim towards, but constantly failing at. So look at your current season, look at what this next year is going to ask of you, whether you've got little kids or you are about to be an empty nester or you're going back to school or starting a new job or switching careers. What is this next season going to require from you and how can those goals that you have determined as very important to you, how can they fit in? And that is going to help you actually carry out those goals and move towards them because we're going to take them and we're going to make them actually realistic to us in the way that we are going to pursue them and accomplish them. So before we get to those action steps of how to actually move towards your goals, which is going to look different for all of us, so I don't really have a prescription for you for that, but before we get to just kind of talking about that and reflecting on that ourselves, Let's write whys for our goals. I start to get annoyed with the phrase, know your why, because I just think we hear it so often. 
but I think we hear it so often because it is actually effective. So a goal that you might have set a million times and not achieved could be a goal that you set and achieve if you just shift the reason you are moving towards that goal. Going along with the example of moving our bodies. The reason you might have set that goal in the past, maybe it was weight loss, maybe it was to change the way your body looks. Shifting that reasoning and actually changing your mindset around it to wanting to be able to keep up with your kids in the long term or just wanting to feel better, wanting to honor your body might change your ability to actually pursue that goal or your wanting to actually pursue that goal and your motivation. So whatever your goals are that you have decided or your goal, because we might have just picked one and that is a totally valid thing because one is enough, let's write a deep why that is in line with those values, those things that matter to us now and in the very far in the future. So once you've written those, the last step for us today is to reflect on some action steps we might take to move towards these goals. I think it's helpful to look at this kind of in the long run, kind of how we just reflected on a whole year. Let's look forward for a whole year and maybe set some micro goals throughout this next year. So whatever your goal is, what is kind of a milestone for that goal? Maybe you set yourself a milestone to work towards in March of 2023. And so you know from now till March of 2023, this is kind of the micro section of that goal that you're working on. It's about setting these smaller goals so that we aren't just imagining that we're going to stick to this one goal for an entire year, but rather we're going to work towards something smaller for a section of time, whatever you choose, and from there reevaluate okay what's the next step and maybe you want to set micro goals for the whole year and then you kind of can change them quarterly goals um, are a good way to think of this like you could set them quarterly but you can set them however you want to you could set them monthly but you can kind of think of the goal that you've chosen as the overarching category and then these micro goals are kind of in line with helping you move towards that goal an example of this to go along with the goal that we keep talking about, which is one about moving our bodies more consistently, which is one that you may or may not have. It's just a goal that I kind of am using as this example. A micro goal or quarterly goal or whatever you want to call it could be to consistently stick with walking three times a week, whether it's on a treadmill at the gym or outside or however you want to do it. You are setting a goal that in January you're going to do this three times a week for a 20-minute walk and then maybe you decide okay from there that went well or that didn't go well and then you set your next micro goal but you can kind of look forward and set tentative ones right now again monthly quarterly half a year however you want to do it I just think that it's easier when we actually set these tangible actionable goals that are smaller that kind of work towards those overarching things that are important to us and that we want to achieve I'm not an expert on this topic, so I hope that made sense. It's just something that I think of whenever I think, like, I have this big goal. I don't even know what to do. I have to choose something smaller that is within the range of that goal, within that overarching category of that goal to pursue and just kind of reevaluate and see how that went. Or maybe, like, January didn't go so well, you weren't feeling well, or whatever happened. 
okay, now I can try that same micro goal again. And it's not just this overarching goal of set healthier habits or like I decided I want to work out four times a week. What does that even mean? You know how, you know what I mean? So like we are going to just define this, get more specific and set smaller versions of the goal that we can actually carry out and do our best with. I'm going to finish off with just a reminder that there is a fresh start every single day. And if you set a goal, and if you even set a micro goal for January, like let's pretend the one we just talked about walking three times a week for 20 minutes, and it didn't go well, and you feel like a failure already at the end of January, you have a fresh start. You can try the exact same thing in February, or you can edit it and try something different that might work a little better for you. But I think when we have this mindset that we get a fresh start every day, we can make these goals and we can change our minds and we can work towards new things that matter to us anytime we want, not just at the beginning of a year or at the end of the year or whenever you're doing this reflection. It gives us less pressure to feel like this is it. If we don't do it now, like we're doomed. It gives us less pressure with that, but it also just reminds us that we can have the power to set up each day intentionally. And it doesn't mean it's going to go perfectly, but it does mean that we are trying our best. And when we are trying our best, we're most likely making some sort of progress towards a goal or towards the version of of ourselves that we want to be, towards change in us. And when we come at it from a place of love for ourselves and knowing that we have value and we should honor ourselves by moving towards the things that we care about and moving towards goals that we set for ourselves that are going to enrich our lives. So come at it from a place of gratitude, from a place of love for yourself, and you will be much more likely to keep these promises that you're setting for yourselves or keep walking towards these goals. I hope this episode was helpful to you in just setting some goals that are deep, that are aligned with your values, with the things that matter to you. And if you enjoyed it, I would love it if you'd share it with a friend or share it on whatever social media channel you like to share things on. I am always grateful for you for when you share the show and just for being here and for listening in. So thank you for that. If you want to leave a rating or review, that is the currency that helps podcasts grow and be seen by others so i'm super appreciative if you take the time to do that or if you have done that in the past in a couple of weeks before the end of the year i will be having a q a episode so if you have a question that you want me to answer it can be about anything send that to hi at desireandries.com or you can find me on social media on instagram i am at desireandries and you can send me a question to my messages there Next week on the show, I'll have Emily Lay on and we'll be talking a little bit about morning routines in a very grace-filled way. So if that is maybe part of one of your goals for this next year, that's a great episode for that. And she's just wonderful. So I hope you join me back here and listen in. That's all for today. I will talk to you right back here again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.